Jerome! Jerome! Somebody get Jerome on the phone. Markets down 1,300 points here. At one point, ends the day down 1,000. That's the Dow. We'll get into the NASDAQ. We'll get into the 10-year. Firmly above 3% now. Gold, basket of stability. We're going to talk Madison. Oops, he did it again. The gift that keeps on giving. Madison Cawthorn. We're going to talk Greg Abbott. We'll talk about Dave Chappelle. We're going to talk about Louisiana Republicans and their war on women. They do not like the women's, Nick. I am Gerardo Del Real along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This is episode 168 of Bizarro World. How are you, Nick? We're probably not going to get to most of the stuff because it is a bizarro, bizarro world out there. Holy smokes. Can't keep up on the political front, the social front, the market front. Um, other than that, I mean, they're not really affecting my personal life and well-being. You know, you sort of got to tune it out and um, keep saying what's between your ears and um, execute with what you're given. So interesting to watch the bizarro world turn. I'm doing fantastic. Um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, this will be out the day after that. So um, hopefully I reminded you to get a card last week and also my wife's birthday. So happy birthday and other than that, doing great. Happy Mother's Day to all the amazing moms out there. Um, happy birthday to your wife, Nick. Happy belated birthday. I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day. And if you're fortunate enough to still have yours and their great moms, tell them you love them and give them a hug. Let's get right into it. Uh, the 10-year, 308, 306, 307, firmly above three now. I was yelling for Jerome. Look, honestly, my portfolio is doing fine, but Jerome, 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 I guarantee you he's getting some calls right now. You had a, a note earlier today. I thought it was very well written explaining to paying subscribers, you know, kind of how to position in the market. And, and, and frankly, had they listened to you for the past several months, they would already be positioned. You eat your own cooking as I do. And you pulled quite a bit of cash from your financial advisors here a couple of months back and man it was fortuitous right and profitable because I, I i know how you've been allocating that but if people were paying attention they knew this was coming you're hiking into a slowing economy there's threats of stagflation inflation is persistent we saw several mining companies this week with capex blowouts that just don't look good on the bottom line and so I know there's a lot there, Nick. Thoughts on the overall indices? I hate to sound like a broken record, but you keep getting it right. So I just defer to you on that. No, um, you know, as I say, you know, broken records, clocks and, and blind squirrels. Um, it's good to not be exposed to the market. Certainly the, the S&P and the, the NASDAQ have had a rough go of it. Um, S&P really approaching bear market territory now, down 15% for the year. Um you know, people, the market went up uh, when 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 Jerome raised rates last week um, by a half a percentage point. And, and I should talk more about that. But, you know, they were happy for a couple of hours that it wasn't uh, 75 basis points. And then um, the next day, uh, the market continued to, to fall out uh, of the bottom. Interest rates continue to go up. And, and, and Jerome says that, you know, he's the new Volcker and, and he's going to keep hiking them. So, um, expect that in the future. Bond yields, as you said, are, are continuing to reflect that climbing now on the 10 year above. Um, 
three percent, and and that remains sort of the the head scratcher to me. Stocks clearly don't like it. Um, other things holding in there. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention. Uh, remind me to talk about the VIX, but but first we're seeing things that haven't happened since some um, interesting years. Like that was the first <laughs> fifty basis point hike since two thousand, for example. Or um, houses are now the least affordable since. Um, 2006. And if mortgage rates go up another half a percent or um, housing prices increase, which you and I have talked about recently, um, just another 5%, then uh, homes in America will be the least affordable they've ever been. Um, And people don't like that. So you've already got people marching in the streets for reasons we'll talk about um, later. We know it hasn't taken much to to touch off protests in the United States uh, in the past few years. And um, summertime is uh, approaching and the fourth turning continues to turn. So I think it's not just the, the people who are calling him that have his number, but um, the men in the street and the, the women in the street, frankly, who are, are going to be upset with um, the unaffordability of, of nearly everything. And so um, I mentioned the VIX and then I'll shut up. Um, you know, everything is, is tough when the VIX is where it is and when the sell-offs are as broad-based as they are now. So um, you've seen some weakness in commodities. Gold has held up relatively well, as you said, um, but the valuations are getting out of whack. So you have an opportunity to um, execute in those things that are holding up while um, babies and bathwater get thrown out, I guess. So much I want to get into. I almost want to discount the markets. I didn't. I don't believe I even touched on the fact, and clearly we're going to get into it, um, the leak of the supposed Roe versus Wade ruling that's coming down the pipeline here in june right and we have protests breaking out all around the country and and you know i i find it somewhat ironic in a very sad sad way that on mother's day weekend where we're supposed to be celebrating women and we're supposed to be highlighting you know the 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 influence that good women have you know on on community and on family and on individuals and this planet that on a week that we're supposed to be celebrating women, fucking Louisiana Republicans want to make abortion a murder charge. They're actually advancing a bill to make abortion a crime of murder. And again, I don't mean to get into the social stuff right away, but man, Nick, it's going to be a hot summer. And for those of you that know me, I, I, I spent my childhood in Chicago. I've moved around quite a bit. In the city, in the neighborhoods that I come from, a hot summer isn't talking about the weather, folks. It's going to be a hot summer. It's going to be volatile. You think the protests from a few years ago were something. Um, If this ruling actually comes to pass, it's a legs. There's a stool of, 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 of rulings and the legs that hold that stool up are getting clipped are getting clipped and it has implications for everything from segregation in schools. Um, there's people on the right now looking to challenge the Brown ruling. There's implications for LGBTQ rights. There's implications for, I mean, it's broad contraception, access. And so for people that just say, well, listen, my faith prevents me from supporting abortion. Does your faith also allow you to support a bill to make abortion a crime of murder? 
I just pose the question, you know, and, and the other question that I pose is why aren't we simultaneously, if, if, if reducing and preventing abortion is so important to one base, mostly Republicans, right, is so important, why aren't we allocating the resources to increase education, to increase contraception, to increase accessibility to safe, preventive ways when it comes to dealing with the topic of sex and reproduction. Why are we jumping straight to, you get when it's murder. In Texas here, you know, Abbott saying, you know, he's gonna go back and challenge a ruling now if, if this ruling comes to pass in June, where the state of Texas will no longer pick up the tab for paying for free education for undocumented immigrants. I come from parents of undocumented immigrants. so. It's okay. It was, it's okay for my undocumented immigrant parents at the time to pay sales tax. It's okay for them to pay their own taxes because whether or not they do it with their own social security number, undocumented immigrants end up finding a way to pay into the system, whether it's their own social security number or not. It's the way of immigrants. When you come to this country, if you want to work, one of two things are happening. Employers are enabling it by paying you cash. And yes, in that way you are dodging the system. But if you actually have a shot of one day see in an immigration process that works, you want to be able to demonstrate as an undocumented immigrant that you've been paying taxes and into the system. And the way that my parents did that for a long time was by having another social security number. And when it came time for Reagan to basically grant amnesty, that was one of the requirements at the time. Can you show that you've actually paid into the system, even if it's under someone else's name? Can you, can you, can you verify that you've been working, that you've been paying into the system, that you haven't committed any crimes? It's so ironic to me that we're celebrating, um, yeah, and by the time y'all see this, it would have been last week, but that the same week we're celebrating Mother's Day, we have what's clearly a war on women, a war on women. And, and, and more importantly, and I said this before, it's a war on women that don't have the luxury or the advantage to fly out and go get an abortion somewhere else. I would love, I would love for the mistresses of Republicans in this country to say, you know what, fuck this. By the way, I had an abortion, I had an abortion, I had an abortion, I had an abortion, just to expose the hypocrisy because if I thought it wasn't an attack on women, I wouldn't be so passionate about this issue. But man, this one really gets me hot in another color and it's gonna be the collar and it's gonna be a hot, hot, hot summer. And I'm, yeah, this is one that, this one gets me going. I can stay on this one for the whole hour if you want, Nick. I mean, you know, uh, so much to unpack there and, and, and I don't want to beat it too much, but um, I guess I'll talk about institutions and cycles and libertarianism. So um, we get to a point in the in the cycle of the system where institutions are tested all the way to their max or, or fail all the way to their max. And from my point of view, you're, you're seeing that now, whether it's the institution of immigration or the institution of um, the legality of abortion or name your institution. Um from a libertarian point of view, you know, part of the arguments is, is state rights, right? Like uh, federalism. And, you know, ultimately, um, the responsibility and the well-being of the person trumps the uh, rights of the, the states, right? So as a libertarian, um, no matter what the issue is, it's the, it's, it's the individual's right and, 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 and from a religious standpoint, I don't even consider that because that has no because um, there's you know, separation basis. of church and state. Absolutely right, mm -hmm. and so um, 
it's interesting you you mentioned immigration in the the abortion thing because there are some factions who say that um you know uh, preventing the abortions is to have more you know uh, white babies that's going down a, a little bit of a rabbit hole but um anyway we'll see what happens with with roe versus wade the the mistresses you bring up are interesting that certainly happens um and, and the reasons that women get abortions uh, you know my wife formerly worked as a, as a women's health counselor are things that you don't even imagine you know it's not being um irresponsible or, or forgetting to take your pill sure that happens but i mean it's mistresses as you say it's it's infidelity it's incest it's it's rape it's it's the things that um there's a a perpetrator and um the the woman or the girl in fact is making that decision you know not because she wants to but it's because it's best for her 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 health her her future and uh ultimately society as you say if you're not going to educate those those kids and provide for them once they're out of the womb which is you know uh, one of the parts of that argument that, you know, conservatives love to uh, care for the baby in the womb, but, but then when it's uh, out, you know, it's, it's uh, on its own. Good luck. Um, and I, those are my thoughts on the issue. We've talked about the topic before. Can't believe that the, the Supreme Court is going to, to overturn it and, and obviously interested to uh, see how the states handle it as it goes. I'm pretty uh, not obvious, but I think you can guess, you know, which states are going to go which way. And so, um, I hate to say par for the course or, or that you expect things like this, but, but gosh, I mean, you're in such a tumultuous time politically, um, that all things are on the, the, the table. And, and this is one of them. I want to be very specific because there was a lot that was said there, right? I mentioned Greg Abbott in Texas, raising the possibility of challenging the 1982 ruling, which said that states must provide free education to all children including those of documented migrants. That was Mr. Abbott here in Texas. That was Mr. Abbott, the same Mr. Abbott who had the dumbass idea of politicizing um, immigrants and 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 in Mexico. And, and about two weeks ago here, two, three weeks ago, he decided that to rally his base because he's in the middle of a campaign he was going to go ahead and demand that every truck that came from Mexico um, be inspected. And so the truck inspections led to standstills that cost both Mexico and the state of Texas billions of dollars, right? Billions of dollars. That ends up turning into Mexico deciding that it is moving a major railway project that's worth billions of dollars to Texas and to Mexico away from Texas, and now it's going to be rerouted through New Mexico. The The planned railway is called the TMEC Corridor Project, and it's supposed to connect Mexican ports all the way to Winnipeg, right? And as a result of Abbott grandstanding and dog whistling to his right, now that $4.2 billion that it cost Texas over 10 days and $9 billion in GDP is gone. And all of the revenue that Texas was going to benefit from because of the, in the increased commerce, that's gone too. The stupidity in this country right now with our politicians is at an all-time high, at least in the 43 years of life that I've been living. Um, 
And, and, and so again, I just want to make sure that I'm being clear about who's doing what. The gentleman that talked about Brown versus Board of Education, that's the 1954 case, which ended racial segregation in public schools. That guy's name is a guy on the far right named Peter Brimlow, the founder of VDARE website, who the New York Times has linked to, surprise, surprise, Fox News host Tucker Carlson. So he immediately thought the same thing that a lot of people on the extreme right think, that Roe versus Wade is going to be, 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 be critical in preventing contraception and challenging that. If going and fighting so that undocumented immigrants don't have access to education, um, going and fighting so that LGBTQ children aren't being taught in school and, and, and possibly even challenging same-sex marriage in this country. It, it, it's a lot, Nick. It's a lot. And I know, I know this is what fourth turnings do. And, and, you know, we talked about the last time there were major riots in this country. We talked about how there was no way that that was the last big one. Because it's after it was all said and done and Biden won the election and after the insurrection and the, the riots at, on, on the Capitol, it felt like it didn't boom enough. I think this one's going to boom enough. We're going to see. So, um, you know, what's the what's the tree of liberty need? The blood of patriots. And um, there's uh, often violence in, in fourth turnings, um, typically uh, large wars. We've talked about this before. Um, not that we were calling for that, but the other thing I'd say is um, it hasn't come to completion yet. And, and there's another book, by the way, uh, Neil Howe is putting out a, a new uh, yes. book, which is fantastic because the turning has grown long in the tooth, right? The extent the, the deadline's sort of been extended for reasons that we've just discussed, people living longer, um, octogenarians staying in office longer. Um, and, and the younger generation taking longer to come of age and uh, supplant or take over um, the decision making as it relates to policy. So uh, that's what I was going to say is that Biden ain't it right. Like um, you get a great champion, but you need uh, someone from two generations removed to become a leader. And um, you and I have talked to I haven't identified who that is going to be yet, but uh, it's important to note that. Uh, the challenges that arise uh, need to be met with and dealt with, right? And um, how, and I've said this before, how they are determines what happens for the next 20 years. So um, while we say that these things are, you know, turbulent and expected, the failing in institutions, it's not to say that um, they're automatically defeated when a new uh, generation rises up. Um, someone has to defeat them. And I don't see that sort of coalition being uh, developed. So uh, at least not yet. Back to the markets. Um, it's really, really encouraging to me to see gold near the $1,900 level, given the fact that the dollar index is almost at 104 and the 10 years at 306, right? We saw the correlation between the 10-year and, and gold, right? You could put a chart and it was just like, you know, if one was up, the other one's down and vice versa. It's really, really, really encouraging to me to see gold hang in there the way it's held in there. Um, thoughts on the gold price, Nick? I know you touched on it briefly there in the intro. Um, I don't know. Glad you have. Yeah, <laughs> across, <laughs> across the value chain. So, um, yeah, buy gold. Um, it's one of the things that's held in there. We can talk about lithium in a, in a second. Um, 
gold stocks have have not done what they 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 should have done relative to the to the gold price. They haven't shown their leverage. You're getting um, buying opportunities here across. Um, like I say, the value chain. So of course you have your, your physical, you might own your, your paper, paper physical, your, your GLD. I've talked about GDXJ. Um, even the miners have sold off though, the majors. So, um, we should start there like Sabanye and, and Agnico and, and, yeah. and even Barrick as it raises dividends are, are cheap. And then, um, Oh gosh, did I lose my thought? What was I going to say? Oh no, down to the mid tiers because you mentioned earlier. I'm pretty sure you were talking about I am gold when you were talking about the the cost overruns. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, there's opportunities out there because things are selling off. And uh, let me talk about silver for a second because it's decoupling a little bit. Um, like Hecla, which I was up thirty percent on, uh, I've mentioned on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, is back to only up maybe five percent. Um, in my portfolio, as, as silver stocks have come down, you've got silver down around twenty-two dollars, um, and wanting to be more of a commodity, whereas gold is the is the currency or the haven, right? So, um, uh, other commodities look relatively uh, weak as well. Uh, copper and things have softened up. You interviewed Rick Roll recently, and he made a wonderful long-term bullish case for for copper, but. Um, that's not to say it and other commodities, including silver, can't sell off in the um, interim or in the short term. So, um, yeah, gold looking strong, I'd say. Agreed. Uh, you touched on lithium. Uh, my, my two biggest positions are Nevada Sunrise Gold, which should change its name, by the way, to Nevada Sunrise Lithium or spin it out. Um, and Patriot Battery Metals. I don't think it's a coincidence that both of those have held up very, very well. Um, despite the volatility in the markets and despite the softness across a lot of, you know, the resource stocks. Um, I, I read a quote earlier that cracked me up, switching back to the Fed. Uh, it said, clearly the Fed wants everybody that retired last year on big 401k gains to come back to the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> And I know that shouldn't make me laugh, but for some reason it does. I think it's hilarious. And that's at Northman Trader if you want to follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow. He's absolutely hilarious. But no, look, something's got to give, right? And either the Fed's going to blink or or the market can go down. You wrote again, you wrote beautifully earlier today. Uh, What are the COVID lows? Another 50%. Right. That's it. To yeah. The, downside. The, the S&P was down around 2000, 2200 when the, you know, the depth of the, the COVID crash. And so you're still at 4000 uh, S&P above 4000 S&P. So, yep, 50 percent. So I pose the question to everyone out there. Right. Because I have, you know, a lot of a lot of acquaintances now and, and, and friends coming and asking me and, you know, how are you doing? How's your portfolio? <laughs> it's great. Right. It's, it's fantastic. And yeah, it doesn't mean they're all winners, but overall, it's holding up really, really well. And there's some out, yeah, and there's some definite breakouts there. But, you know, when 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 I have friends starting to ask, I always pose the question to them. If your downside potentially is still 50 percent in the overall indices, why wouldn't you just speculate at least a little bit of that in the resource space where your downside is always at least 50 percent? Right. <laughs> some of my biggest wins have gone down 50%. You and I write a check and then, you know, a year later, nine months later, we're up two, three, four hundred, five hundred percent. That's just the way that space works. It's my bread and butter, so I'm talking my own book. But if the risk reward proposition now in the Dow, in the NASDAQ, um, in the S&P 500 is a similar risk reward proposition as some of the riskier junior resource stocks, 
it might not be the worst thing in the world, everybody, to pull out a little bit of that of that of that capital and start allocating it. You know, trying to hit a couple of home runs and you know, obviously tread carefully and 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 find some guidance. And again, I'm talking our own book here in this case, but. Am I am I wrong in, in looking at that and saying, well, if the risk is the same, then why wouldn't I give myself an opportunity for a thousand percent gains over here? Well, there's more downside than upside in the broader indices until uh, earnings growth and economic growth expands on a daily uh, basis. I'm talking about there's more downside than upside until those things change, which could be on a daily basis for several quarters. Um, uh, and so, yeah. Having some exposure to the to the precious metals makes sense. I'd caveat that with, uh, you know, individual needs vary, and 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 liquidity can be tough to come by in the in the yeah. smaller names of the of the resource space. So um, keep that in mind when investing. But you can reflect um, the junior names in other ways. I've talked about like GDXJ, for example. You can do it with uh, ETFs. That's not the um, you know pure Colombian that you're going to get from the, the GDX. It's going to, it's cut down, but uh, you know, the <laughs> returns are going to be the great. same when, <laughs> when, when, when gold goes back above 2000. So um, yeah. I like it. Here's another headline from CNBC. I, 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 I get amused. I don't watch CNBC all day. Like a lot of people do, but I do like pop it in. And today I was expecting, you know, when the market was down 1300 points, I, I checked in just to see how many boxes there were, right? They always like have like the crisis. <laughs> they probably had a banner up and everything. Yeah, but they didn't even have the boxes yet. I don't know if they're going to do like, I'm sure there's an emergency show being called right now and prepared, but here's a headline from CNBC right now. Um, Unretirement is becoming a hot new trend in the sizzling U.S. labor market, which is a really sneaky way of saying people are hurting and are having to come back to the workplace because retirement isn't as affordable as it once was, and it's due to inflation in part, and that's directly central bankers' fault. And so when we talk about these turnings and these institutions and we hammer that point home and we sound like broken record players... um, that's because it's real and it's true. And unretirement isn't a real thing. It's people are hurting out there. And, 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 you know, again, what gets me the most is it's the average Granny Smith and the average Joe the Plumber that's really going to get taken to the woodshed if you see a 50% drop in 401ks all around the country, right? Um, I thought about these two houses that were for sale in Spokane while you're talking about that. I tweeted it out this week. Um, so Spokane has a river that runs through it. And I just, I always look at what's for sale or what's come for sale in the past week just to see sort of what the prices are in, in the neighborhoods and things like that. Um, so I saw the other day uh, on one side of the river, there was this trailer park and there's a double wide that was for sale for uh, like 200 grand or 150 grand. And then on the other side of the river, the houses could probably see each other. There was like a neighborhood with, you know, a single family homes, four bedroom, three baths, whatever it is, five bedrooms, three baths, nice houses, uh, selling for a million dollars, right? Um, right across the river from each other, 200 grand for a, a trailer, million dollars for a, a single family home in, a, in a, a neighborhood. And the one they had both listed in the past week, because that's how I searched. So the, sure. the million dollar one was already pending, right? And the, the $200,000 one was still for sale. And uh, this is anecdotal, but what I would say is the class that's in a position to, to afford the, the million dollar home has that down payment. And there's a, a, that wealth divide has created such that um, that house can sell, whereas the, the person who's in the market for the, 
the $150,000, $200,000 house is having trouble coming up with that down payment. And as I said earlier, the affordability is uh, nearly the worst it's ever been. So that house has not got um, a pending offer yet, despite Mm -hmm. most things around here getting sold in a couple of days, right? Um, I could be wrong on that, but I think that's reflective of what you're saying of that uh, of that wealth divide, right? Where, yeah, people's 401ks are, 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 are down and, and, and hurting and, and real wages, although there's been wage inflation, haven't uh, nearly caught up to, to the amount that prices have risen, right? That's the honey going out to the, the edges of the dish. Look, when we talk about house affordability and we talk about interest rates at, you know, 30-year fixes at 5.6 right now, right? Six months ago, somewhere closer to three. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that 30% of the housing market is cash buyers. And I think this kind of alludes to what you were mentioning that for that group, for, for that 30%, they'll continue to buy, right? They're going to, it's not going to prevent them. The, the, the cost of capital for that group isn't tied to the 30 year fix because they're not taking out mortgages. 30% of all buyers are cash buyers. And a lot of them, and we talked about this early a year and a half ago when I was upset about it. it was hedge funds buying entire neighborhoods out and then you know turning back around and 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 renting out the houses you know for twice what they rented for before and so again I look at all of I look at trends right and I see legally where this country is going and I see economically where this country is going and I see our education system and where that's going. We're definitely in the midst of a turning. It's definitely uh, going to escalate. And it's definitely something that I think everybody should have on their radar. Have a little gold. Have ways to protect yourself. Those are good things. Have some extra food. Buy a generator if you can. Probably not a bad idea. How's the weather in Texas? I heard it's hot. uh, We're going to get triple digits this weekend. There's another tornado warning as we speak. So if I cut out here in a little bit or the signal gets fuzzy, uh, I hear the thunder in the background. But no, look, we were in the pool yesterday. We grilled some steaks. The weather was fantastic. We're about to hit 100 degrees. I love the heat. So, you know, if I can dodge the tornadoes, we're going to be all right this week. It should be fun. Nice. Well, stay safe. Hey, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, Let's talk about something that makes me smile. We talked about Madison Cawthorn last week, and we told you it wasn't going to be a one-off. And sure enough, now somebody released a video of him being naked um, on a bed, you know, rubbing up against another dude. Um, Another one. Being crass with a friend, as he put it. Three three makes a trend. Oh, one time's a mistake, right? Everything after that. No, no, Madison. Um, oh, Madison, they're going to get you out of here, man. Uh, you're going to learn one way or the other. So, no, look, I, 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 I don't wish him any ill will. A lot of this seems um, self, self-inflicted. I wish him the best, but man, that's, that's, that, that's messy. That's, that's messy, messy. Let's talk lithium, Nick. That's all I want to say. I don't want to, I don't want to go down the Madison Cawthorn rabbit hole. <laughs> what did I have on the list for lithium? I mean, we mentioned some companies already. I guess this is what I want to say. Let me tie it all together. And it's Texas weather is a perfect jumping point yeah. because um, I was reading this article the other day about how it's supposed to be uh, hot in the south, uh, in the southwest, and how they were going to have to rely 
um, more on natural gas for the for the grid if the grid was even going to hold up. They say it is in Texas at least for this week. And I was thinking, well, that's not very climate friendly. I thought we were trying to burn less natural gas. And so, and then I was wondering if it's so hot, why can't we just use the solar? And then you know <laughs> how that has uh, happened. And so. Um, and then I saw another article in Bloomberg the other day about, have you heard of this new solar technology called concentrated solar? <laughs> um, and I had to bring up the solar roads again because concentrated solar is like a 20-year-old technology. It's been in the desert since you and I have been going on mine tours for 10 or 15 years. It's the shiny thing that you see all the way far away from the road that's concentrating the sun's beams onto the uh, array below it to heat up a fluid to turn a turbine instead of using a photovoltaic cell to turn the sun's uh, rays into electricity. These are things I wrote about 15 years ago. Um, Bloomberg is portraying concentrated solar as a new technology. And then um, anyway, um, then there was a couple of big shareholder votes at banks last week or two weeks ago, uh, you know, resolutions mm -hmm. saying that the, the banks would no longer be allowed to yep. uh, invest in, in companies that had carbon emissions or energy companies that generated fossil fuels. And all those initiatives were defeated. Um, and so it made me think about the progress in, in the climate movement and, and what actually uh, moves the needle, the bottom line. And, and uh, of course, that's uh, electric cars. But uh, behind that is um, lithium. And so that was my long way to get into to talking about lithium. But um, you've mentioned the stocks that have delivered discoveries recently and, and how well they've done. Um, Albemarle, the, just today, when I looked, uh, when I got up, was a uh, biggest stock up pre-market. Yeah. And so um, others like Allchem, formerly Oracobre, have held up very well. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've had volatility. They've had down days like others. But uh, the chart against a larger indice, you'll see that a larger index or indice, you'll see that it's held up uh, very well. And so uh, the price of lithium, like uranium, uh, like gold, has, has, has held up. Um, and the companies that mine it and look for it have held up as well. And I, I guess that's what I wanted to say. You know, um, Occam's razor says that the, the, the best solution is usually the simplest, right? You don't have to, to think through it too hard. And it's not um, some new technology. It's not some new battery. It's the fucking lithium ion battery. And um, you got to mine more lithium to, to make them. And so um oh here there's something else there was another article this week i think in, in maybe forbes talking about how um we might not be able to to mine enough lithium and how there was <laughs> oh, uh, too few economic lithium deposits uh, in the earth and i was thinking to myself this sounds very much like peak oil from 15 or 20 years ago where we were not going to be able to produce enough uh, oil to, 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 to meet global demand and, and it, the amount that we were going to produce was going to go down. And then, of course, um, the price either goes up to incent new supply to come online or new technologies are developed to, to get that oil out of the ground, a la um, fracking, shale, horizontal drilling, etc. Um, and so um, if the price is high enough, they'll find more economic deposits. There might be some in Quebec under a lake that they can develop if the price is right. And so um, I don't think it's a problem of there not being enough lithium. I think there's a problem of the, the price not being high enough um, or the technology is not being unlocked to, to get that lithium out. And the last thing I'd say on that is those are starting to happen as well, because you'll remember 10 years ago, we weren't getting lithium out of clays. And now um, we're talking about getting lithium out of clays. So um, that's it. Lithium sucks. <laughs> 
Well said. Um, you know what I learned this week amidst all my, you know, anger about this Roe versus Wade thing and, you know, the hypocrisy and all of that. I learned that Dave Chappelle has better friends than Chris Rock. <laughs> Did you see the video? <laughs> Of Mr. Pretzel. For those of you who aren't aware, um, the slap heard around the world months ago as Will Smith decided that he had had enough of Chris Rock's jokes mentioning his wife. And so he proceeded during the Oscars, during the Academy Awards on live television to walk up and slap the right side off of Chris Rock's face. Um, Will Smith was greeted to a standing ovation 20 minutes later when he talked about being a vessel of love. Um, was ushered back to his seat, was given a cold refreshment, and was escorted out safely, um, not by law enforcement, by people that just wanted to make sure he made it to his car safely because he's a big superstar. And so if you are a big superstar named Will Smith and you're a guy named Chris Rock, apparently Chris Rock's friends aren't the same type of friends that Dave Chappelle has because somebody thought that they would go ahead and Chris Rock Dave Chappelle, who was performing in L.A., and so this guy comes running out, and, and this could have been serious because he had uh, snuck a knife into um, a, a, a plastic fake looking gun. And so this could have turned out really, really bad. But a gentleman launched at Dave Chappelle and attempted to tackle him. And that gentleman was met by uh, Chris Ra um, <laughs> Dave Chappelle's friends, who, which included Jamie Foxx, Buster Rhymes, and his security detail, who promptly removed this gentleman from his feet, didn't even take him off the stage. They just kind of ushered him to the back in front of everybody and started stomping the living hell out of him, right? The face that Nick was making is how the guy ended up looking when they were done. So this gentleman had bumps on his head, a black eye, his hands were broken, his arms were broken. One arm was, you know, he's on the stretcher like this he was charged of course with assault taken to the hospital and then taken to prison now i highlight that not because i want to encourage violence although if you charge at me and i believe my life is in danger you're probably going to be met with uh, at least a proportionate response and probably a disproportionate response especially if some of my friends are around it's probably not going to end up too well for you but Chris Rock needs better friends, man. The, the funniest part about the whole thing was Chris Rock was there when this happened and I walked know. onto the stage and took the mic from Dave Chappelle and said, is that Will Smith? As, 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 as Dave Chappelle goes in and be absolutely clear, Dave I, Chappelle also got in there and stomped the living heck out of this guy. A deserved I couldn't believe that was real. I couldn't believe it was real. I, I, mean, I thought it was one of those Twitter things where people juxtapose footage. And I thought, oh, maybe Dave Chappelle did get tackled. But there's no way that they just stomped this guy out in front of the entire crowd. And there's no way that it was Buster Rhymes, Jamie Foxx. And then there's no way that Chris Rock got on stage and asked if that was Will Smith. It's a bizarre world, folks. You can't make 2022 up. It's only May. It's the beginning of May. We're not even halfway into the year yet. It's going to be an absolute doozy the rest of this year, everybody. Um so that's it. Any, any thoughts on that? I just thought, again, the hypocrisy of how we treat celebrities versus how we treat um, just regular folk doing the exact same thing is, 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 is America at its worst right now, right? Um, certainly reflective of the time. Could be one hot summer. A lot to watch out for, uh, not just in the market, but 
um, all over the place. Sorry, you said uh, market-wise. I was thinking of a company with a similar name and I'm wondering how their earnings are going to be here soon. It's uh, might be a tough go out there for newsletter sales. We're going to see. We're going to see. It should be... Um... It should be an interesting couple of weeks, should be an interesting month, should be an interesting rest of the year. Um, anything else to add, Nick? I, 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 I could go on and on. Um, yes, there is one more thing there to is. add. Where are you going to be? Tell them where you're going to be. I'm yes. <laughs> there, the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference, I'm glad we got it out because we forgot last week, is May 17th and 18th or 16th and 17th doesn't matter it's the first week it's the uh, first couple of weeks or excuse me the first couple of days of that week in may it's in vancouver at the convention center put on by cambridge house um lots of people will be there the former president of mexico will be there the former prime minister of canada will be there yours truly will be there uh, talking about this macro bear market and gold stocks and uranium stocks. We'll be meeting with companies in the portfolio that we finance, that we own, that are sponsors of Resource Stock Digest. Um, come on out and, 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 and see me if you're there. Um, happy to meet you. And uh, I guess uh, Dives Letter readers as well uh, would love to meet those folks if they're around. Um, they certainly know by now that uh, they're going to be getting my letter and uh, would be happy to meet them as well. I know there's lots of folks from Vancouver on that list. I was looking forward to making it. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it, but I'm confident that Mr. Hodge will be able to pull double duty well. And, uh, you know, I, I encourage everybody that's out there, you know, to go say hi and link up with Mr. Hodge and catch up. Um, on all things, everything, right? Resource Stock Digest, Digest Publishing, the Dines Letter, the Markets. Uh, I'm looking forward to your presentation, Nick. They're always enlightening. They're always interesting. They're always fun. And more importantly, they're always fact-filled. So looking forward to that. That's all I got. Uh, we'll be watching the market. I'm expecting assays from Patriot Battery Metals any day now. That stock has held in remarkably well, putting in brand new 52-week and all-time highs seemingly every week. I'm curious to see what the uranium space does here in the next couple of weeks. We've had some really healthy pullbacks. I'm getting ready to pull the trigger on one or two names in that space. And I may have a battery metals royalty company soon that I might start nibbling at. So um, uh -oh. keep an eye out for that. I'll, I'll keep you all posted. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This was Therapy Session. Man, I needed this one. Otherwise known as Bizarro World number 168. I hope all of the moms out there had a beautiful Mother's Day. And uh, yeah, treat, treat. Let's, let's treat our people better, everybody. Say something nice, Nick. Oh, have a good week, everybody. See ya. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.